With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning to you, Doug Gottlieb, Dan Beyer, the whole crew in for Dan Danettes. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. I can still say Merry Christmas. I know it's a day after Christmas. We've we've done this before, filling in, and even on my show which is, it's not like the price is right now. Like, you can go a day over and still say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a great day. Um, Dan, you, like me, gigantic sports fan. Did you have a great day with your um, yes. with your family yesterday? Yes, it was magnificent. I did feel bad on how much I was glued to the TV of the NFL action at some point. Uh, most of my wife's side of the family really doesn't care about sports or at least the nfl so there was a little guilt factor in there but uh i thought the games provided us with a lot of great drama a lot of great excitement and yeah christmas was great in our household yeah i mean honestly you got just enough nfl football matter of fact the game that was you know that you built up what you thought would be the best game was was the worst game was the least competitive of the games and and oh yeah by the way we also had nba basketball which was just incredibly overshadowed by the NFL. It'll be interesting to see, you know, next year as Christmas works back midweek, if the NBA can kind of take back Christmas Day, if you will. I'm sure there were bowl games. Nobody cares about bowl games anymore unless you are a complete degenerate, right? Because you you don't know who There plays weren't. Them. There was nothing yesterday, so we uh, were good I, yesterday. I meant over the weekend. Yeah. Though. Today's, a, today's a Tuesday. People checked out Friday. Right? I know. I, well, there were, there were some on. There were none on Christmas Eve because of the full NFL slate. So they wrapped up the Hawaii Bowl, I believe, was the last one on Saturday night. Speaking of, like, doesn't the full NFL slate on Sunday. Matter of fact, there were games on Saturday as well. They feel like ages ago. Uh, yeah. You know? I know. Ages I know. ago. Like Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> when did that happen? Last month? Last year? <laughs> the no? Rams beating the Saints feels like it was last year. It and really that was, does. That was the Thursday was night one? game. Was that week one? Yeah. Uh, was, that, was, that, was that what that was? Oh. All right. Let, let's get to the what, what we got to start with, which is, the last thing we saw were the two best teams we saw, and it was a debacle for the Niners. Let's just, I mean, is that, I don't think that's crazy. That's, that, that'd be the one, that's embarrassing considering how many of us had heaped so much praise on this team overall, and 
How many had will go to the mattresses for Brock Purdy as MVP? And look, bad games happen. They're not all his fault, but dude, that was a complete clunker. A complete clunker. Four interceptions. And then Sam Darnold comes in, throws a touchdown, throws a pick of his own late. Five total interceptions. So, of course, now the the odds towards the MVP, if you care about that thing, flip. Um, and by the way, with the Cowboys, again, the Cowboys' loss was the night before, right, to the Miami Dolphins. We need to get that with the Eagles' win. Okay, so the Eagles kind of still hanging around for home field. And the Niners now um, letting us know that they're beatable. But the big thing was the, the four interceptions from the quarterback. Here's Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the Niners, sing, summing up the loss. I thought our defense came out ready to go and we're doing a decent job and they only can do it for so long. I thought the way we were struggling on offense in the third quarter um, led to some missed tackles. I think we gave five first downs on penalties today. Um, saw all that happen. So, no, I'm not going to sit and say they're demoralized or anything. I just, we weren't very balanced throughout our whole team today. Uh, here's Kyle Shanahan on the five turnovers and, and the lack of production with the run. You know, I thought we came out hard ready to go you know offense defense special teams but um you know for that first half when you have those three turnovers um and you do those things and you miss some opportunities and you're down 16 to 12 you got not much to show for i thought we blew a bunch of opportunities in that first half in the second half when you know that third quarter was a rough one and then unraveled after that so anytime you got five turnovers over 100 yards and penalties um that's how it should be well, okay, so let's get into this, Dan, because yeah. I think there is there is a Lamar discussion, and the game became a blowout late, but if you watched that game, and I know you did, uh, it wasn't like he was really sharp to start the game, um, and I thought the Niners' defense was excellent. I thought the Ravens, you talk about not taking advantage of opportunities, they couldn't really do very little with all those extra opportunities. I mean, the fact you have three first-half turnovers and you're only down four, um, kind of shows that, that the Ravens weren't able to run away and hide. But but instead of making it about the Ravens, let's how much of this is a bad game? How much of it is Brock Purdy's ceiling for you? Yeah, this is obviously it was a bad game. Uh but this is part of the problem I think that with the NFL is not that the Niners were bum slayers because they handled the Cowboys with ease they you know went to Philadelphia, dominated them. But when you get a defense like this, and there are very few in the National Football League, Doug, that have what Baltimore does and will hit you in the mouth, somewhat similar to even what the, the 49ers can do. Uh, that's that's different. And and that's why, you know, your your point about using it of a debacle for the 49ers, it's a it's a hard word. It's a it's a heavy word. But it it may be apropos because it took a, I think it took a bit of the invincibility shield off of them, and then when you go to Brock Purdy, and you think of just the plays that the Ravens were making, you're right. It, it was a close game. Uh, the Niners' defense I think does have issues, but there was a sense of maybe bending don't break because they were put in such awful situations. And Brock Purdy last night just never closed a gap that the 49ers needed to close because of how much the Ravens were better than they were last night. And I think that's what was so, you know, the thing that shines the most. You know, you're right. Lamar wasn't pinpoint perfect last night, but some of the plays that he made when they needed to 
uh, you know, third down scrambles, avoiding the rush. Yeah, man, it's just it's a different story. You're right. I mean, look, and this has been my point, okay, to the to all the the Brock Purdy truthers out there, if you will, right? Which is, I'm not saying he's not playing great up until obviously yesterday, and I'm not saying he's not a starting caliber quarterback. He's good. And and look, part of it is the the NFL misses on guys. They just do. You know, you missed on Tom Brady to some level. You missed on Joe Montana. We go through and, um, you know, you can say they missed on Jalen Hurts, although I, I do think that some of the flaws of Jalen Hurts this year um, show you why he was a second-round pick and, and by many people's boards a third-round pick. Like, look, Brock Purdy was – it was Mr. Irrelevant, but it wasn't like people were screaming like, hey, how come you haven't taken Brock Purdy yet? You know, we he we saw him at Iowa State. If you watched, he was good, and he lifted that program early in his career to heights that no one expected. But then, when people expected things of him, he did not have a good year last. He did not have a great year last year, which is kind of what this is like. If you expect him to play at an elite level for a long period of time in the NFL. One, based upon his lack of experience, he's probably not ready. And then two, like that's just a different level of football. I can't explain it any other way. And and, and the NBA is probably the, the greatest example. You know, we see things change dramatically in the playoffs, but sometimes there's these big NBA games. It's, it's like the Linsanity thing, right? It's like for, for two weeks, Jeremy Lin dominated the NBA. And I, I'll never forget this. Right? You remember the game that really ended Linsanity? No, which what was they it? went to Miami and they played the Heat, and and I I only remember it because uh, my buddy Matt Holiday was in in spring training. He's like, hey, do you know anybody with some tickets? Finally, we got around to get him two tickets. It was a hotter ticket than the NBA Finals. He said Floyd Mayweather walked in with like seven other dudes <laughs> and sat and like seven bodyguards and sat in the front row holding a lot of cash. Like it was a who's who, and you know it was like the Heat. It, you know if you. It was almost like what Jordan and Pippen did to Tony Kukoc in the in the first Olympic Games thing, right? It's like the Heat were picking on Jeremy and like, we're going to end this thing right right now. It's just a different level of basketball. That, that's what this is. Now, I think he can play. But I also think that what you see from Lamar Jackson just has a cheat code with the athleticism. And he has a, you know, he, he's got some skilled dudes. But, like, what what is the cheat code? It's his I guess his accuracy, but he has to he has to guess and guess early. And the Kyle Hamilton interception, the first interception, is the perfect example of that. You know, Aikman kinda gave a pass. It's like, well, when it's your third read, like, no, it's pretty easy actually, even to the to layman Troy, you know that. Right? As soon as he gets released by the linebacker, that's when you hit him. Um and but you know, again, part of that is when you're having to process and guess instead of, you know, being so quick and so reactive and having just a laser cannon of an arm to sneak it in there. So I, I again, I like last week, I, Niners fans drug me because I said, Hey, I thought there's about 15 quarterbacks in the NFL that could at least 15 quarterbacks that could do what he's done this season because it's such an incredible roster. And I, I keep being told that I'm wrong. And yet when you're out without McCaffrey, without Trent Williams, the picks become a problem. And then last night in a, in a standalone game when a very good defense gets a chance to prepare. And again, like, not everyone is on him, but at some point they're on him. 
and four is a gigantic number. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were marching up and down the field and they were, you know, tip balls in the end zone. Like, no, nah, that's how it happened. They looked, uh, with the exception of that, a couple of McCaffrey runs and a couple of completions, they, they looked like a shell of themselves against the Niners defense, against the Ravens defense. The four interceptions that he threw were all completely different. There was the, the one that was the least of his fault was when the his arm was hit when he was throwing. Right. That nothing you could do about that one. The line, the line wasn't great last night. By yeah, the line. you know what? That, that's that's not his fault. The one that he threw on the the deflection that Hamilton picked off uh, after the scramble shows. You know, we raved about Brock Purdy throwing across his body and stuff like that. But that was a play where he was under pressure last night. Then ended up forcing a ball. Bad decision. That's his fault. You talked about the first one of the read that uh, Hamilton got in, near the end zone. Bad read. The one that I point out to was when they were, it was early second quarter, and he was just throwing a little out past the Debo, and the blitzing corner came in and deflected it. This was the problem with the Purdy argument, is in those Eagles games, when you're throwing the ball out into the flat, and you give it to Debo, and Debo runs 50 yards. It looks like it's a 50-yard touchdown pass from, from Purdy. Last night, the only reason why that play doesn't work is because Brock Purdy did not throw the ball where it needed to be. That, that's it. That's plain and simple. And that So you have all these interceptions. If you want to break it down and give him a pass, if he catches, Debo catches that ball and takes it to the house, Doug, we're saying to ourselves, man, what a, what a job by Brock Purdy. But he was the only one that couldn't mess up what he did and he did in that instance, and it ended up costing him. With Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb, Stan Patrick Show here, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so does this change your outlook in the NFC? In the NFC, no, because I don't think that there's another team that can play defense like the Ravens. I don't know there's another team in the NFL that can play defense like the Ravens against the Niners, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, as a whole, yes. In the NFC, no. I, I don't. I, I don't think that Dallas. I think Dallas has got bigger issues. I think Philadelphia has got issues. And this is a Giants team that they dominated. And they should have dominated yesterday. They completely let them back into the game. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff there. There's 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 a lot with them there, and and it feels like the Tommy it, DeVito era maybe maybe over there as well. And the Niners, by the way, still hold the tiebreaker for the best record. Uh, all three teams eleven and four right now: Lions, Eagles, and Forty ers So if San Francisco wins out, Commanders and Rams their their final two games, they'll have home field in the first round by. So that's why it doesn't change. Um, what? Uh, I, I guess Kyle Hamilton's knee is okay, but man, I mean that Ravens defense is so nasty. Man, were they were they flying around there? That was. I I know Niner that the Niners have had some offensive line issues at times, but I mean they couldn't do anything with that defense. Holy cow! I was that's an impressive group. Huh. And like we said, it's a different level of football, so it it feels it feels bigger and feels even more dominant now. Um, so what you're saying is in the in the scenario that the the Niners play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, that changes your perspective but not in the NFC. Correct. Okay. I still think that the Niners, um, you know, as bad as the, bad as the Chiefs lost, and they've got a lot of issues, um, you know, may, maybe there's something in Kansas City. Who knows? Uh, I don't think the Dolphins could match up with the Niners, but yeah, in the NFC, I, nothing's changed. That's how big that game was last night. I mean, Kansas City loses at home to the Raiders. 
the the Cowboys lose to the Dolphins, and right now, I'm like, we'll, we'll get to that, you know. But the 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 Ravens Niners game was at that level of hype, that level of game, and the buildup of this long, long, long Christmas weekend Thursday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday gave us so many thoughts going into the next week in the NFL. Speaking of it, um, Lamar Jackson took time to go at Mike Florio over what? You'll find out next on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast. Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. 
As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. I'm Doug Gottlieb, joined by uh, Dan Beyer. Uh, my man Jason Stewart is back on the mend. Jason, how are you? Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Dan. Um, well, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into your journey upcoming in the show. I'm sure uh, Jeff Schwartz is going to join us here in about uh, five ten minutes. There's so much I want to get to. Uh, let's just kind of put a cap on that uh, Ravens Niners game, if you will, from the other side, which is Lamar Jackson taking a little bit of a victory lap. Did you, did you see, Dan, you and I both pretty active on social media. Did you see Lamar Jackson's, uh, the, the is it GIF or GIF? I, I don't know. Like, I think it's actually GIF, but everybody pronounces it GIF, so we'll just go with GIF, it's whichever. Yeah, All good. Uh, whatever. Uh, to Florio's, they're going to kick, the, the Niners are going to kick the you-know-what out of <laughs> no. everyone, including the Ravens. No, I, I missed this. I missed it. Oh. Uh. I did not see it. That was a Butte Clark. Uh, do we have audio? Do we have uh, audio? On we it? do have some audio as well, but he also he also posted some. Here's here's Lamar Jackson. I was talking about uh, Mike Flores. Mike Flores. Yeah, because we in the NFL, we play ball. You know, not to take away from that team, but you can't just discredit us. We grown man. We got to feed our family, and he can have his opinion, but just don't be just just talking like that. You know, that's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. But no, not to take away from the 49ers at all because, like, they're great all across the board. But we're going to come to play as well. You know, our record not no fluke. You know, um, we play ball and we showed that, you know. But he just need to just keep doing his job. But just don't just come, come off like that towards us. You know, that's disrespectful, like I said. Because he ain't putting them pads on, you know. If he ain't putting them pads on, I feel like it would have been different for him. He wouldn't say that. He would be respectful, you know. But cause, because because. I say that to say this, you know, we respectful to our opponents. Our opponents were respectful to us. But a guy who who not even playing against us just come out just, you know, just being disrespectful. I guess he wanted more views on his, on his little channel. We're going to leave it at that. So, like, look, I get it. You know, everybody says you're going to lose. And the way in which he said it, uh, it's over the top. It's kind of theater. You know, it's kind of a, a little bit very theatrical. You know, yeah. Um, but can we get over the, he's never put pads on. He's being disrespectful. You're picking a game. <laughs> he did. He did use profanity in saying it. That okay. does cross. I do. I think that does cross a line. All right. I mean, well, it, it did feel like, well, I mean, I, I don't know if it crossed the line. It feels very forced, you know, it's like, oh my God, we're on a podcast. Is I can, <laughs> I can say a bad word. Isn't it like the the battle of comedians? Like if you can do it clean instead of blue, there's like three more levels of betterness to it. That's the beauty to Seinfeld, right? Yeah. I, I I always actually thought that was the genius to Stern was when he was on terrestrial radio, getting away with it. I don't know how he got away with the stuff he got away with, but getting away with the, the the most he could without crossing that line. Whereas now there's no line to be crossed. He just says whatever he wants to say, but. Yeah, I don't look at it, the profanity. Like, grown-ups, 
it was weird coming out of Florio, but I, I didn't, you know, I don't know, like picking against a team to get, you know, to call a blowout. Because otherwise, what do you get? You get all these milk toasts like, well, I think it's going to be close, and I want to be I'm respectful of the Ravens, but respect the Ravens. It'll be really close, and by a small amount, the Niners will win the game. Like, no, he went. He, he thought it was going to be an asshole, but it wasn't. He was wrong. Now he's got to eat it all week. Uh, kick the crap doesn't suffice. He had to go next level. Is what well, you're no, saying? but it, it's like Kobe used to do that late in his career oh, sometimes. Yeah. To yeah. Get your tense. Just drop it. And people do that now. And drop in an F-bomb or an S-bomb, and then they act like they're surprised. Like, you know you're not supposed to say it. <clears throat> but this is where Lamar's right. You do you do say it for more attention. Let's welcome in uh, Jeff Schwartz, who joins us. Of course, he's got his Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than Us podcast. He joins us now in the Dan Patrick Show. Um, Schwartz, good morning to you. Merry everything. Happy New Year. The The tree was out at the, at the street at what time yesterday? Um, ten fifteen a.m. I think. I my wife's out of town. I had to do it myself. It was uh, it was uh, she she requested it. She, her first text yesterday was, "Please take the tree out for me." So I got it done. Yeah, twelve fifteen. There's, there's a lot of amazing things. The backstory to that you can look that one up online. Uh, okay, <clears throat> what does yesterday's performance say to you about Brock Purdy and the Niners? I think it continues maybe the idea that, you know, they sort of have not one way to win, but if they get behind, they're just not going to win, right? I mean, like, that's not the biggest problem. If you stay ahead of the chains, if you if you stay ahead in games, you're, you're going to win most of them. We've seen that. But I think now it's been proven that, like, you're just not coming back if you're behind. You sort of have to, again, not win one specific way because they can win different ways. But if you are behind in the fourth quarter – uh, with Purdy, you're, you're probably not coming back to win that game. And that's not the best spot to be in in the postseason because, of course, you're playing good football teams and you might be down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. That happens. It's football. Can you, can you make the, you know, can you come from behind? Look, the interceptions, three of them were tips, I think. I mean, it wasn't like his fault per se. I mean, I don't think that's the biggest takeaway from this game. It was, uh, the takeaway is the Ravens defense, I think, was very, Active, right? Hands all over the place, getting after Brock Purdy. Uh, but not a, not all other teams can do that. So that's not really a blueprint. I mean, can the Lions do that if they play the Niners in the postseason? No. Um, so I don't think that's the, the blueprint per se. So I think that it just reinforces the idea that, you know, they sort of have one way to win. The biggest concern for me, though, are injuries because we've seen this team when they lose a piece or two, the offense is not the same. And a lot of teams are like that, but the Niners feel even more top-heavy than a lot of them. And, you know, how's Trent Williams' health going to be? How's Brock Purdy's health? If things are not perfect health-wise, this team is just not as good. So that's sort of my takeaway. I think they're still a favorite in the NFC. But if they go to Philly uh, or they go to Detroit, let's say, or obviously they can host uh, all their playoff games, they get behind you know, 10 points in the third quarter – They're not really built to come from behind, and I think that's the biggest concern I have. Are they as tough as we think? I mean, it's difficult seeing the toughness of the team that was on the other sideline, but was that at all exposed last night with the Niners? I don't think so. I didn't look at that game and think they were out tough. Um, You know, look, a couple tips go their direction, and and Ravens don't pick those balls off, then we have a different game, right? So I didn't look at that game as being out tough. I think their defensive line and their defense – Last couple weeks has been rushed on. I don't think it's a toughness factor. I don't ever look at them and think, oh, they're not they're not tough enough. But I certainly think there's a blueprint out now to where you, you can run the football on them. Remember, their defensive line 
did not play as well for the, for the first eight weeks, and then they had a bye, and they sort of got better. And maybe teams are figuring out now, look, man, if we just try to run the football, and then we make that a focal point of what we want to do, that they're, they're more beatable. I don't look at it as a toughness factor, but we got to stop the run better if we head into the postseason. Uh, Jeff Schwartz joining us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb, Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and FoxSportsRadio.com. Okay, let's let's get to the um, late Sunday night game with the Cowboys and the Dolphins. What what did we learn more about the Dolphins or about the ceiling for Dak and the Cowboys? I didn't learn more about the Dolphins, right? I mean, to to win a game the way they did without playing your A game is something the Dolphins really needed. Like They didn't play their A game on offense. They played an okay game on offense. But to, to win without your A game on offense is a huge confidence boost for them. Um, and I think that, that will propel them into being more confident as an entire team in the postseason. One thing that's not being talked about enough, Jalen Ramsey came back for the Dolphins week eight. They played the Patriots. He picked off Mac Jones. They played the Chiefs next week. Since that game, their defense has been drastically better. I believe the 20 points they allowed um, to the Cowboys was the second most they've allowed in any game since he's been back. Like they, they, have, they have been very good on defense. So when you add in the defense being better, the offense being confident and sort of playing and uh, winning a game where they didn't have their best, they probably feel pretty good about themselves. The Cowboys, I, I think, are who they are. Um, you know, when, when, when Teron Smith is out on offense, they're just not as good. They had some errors at left tackle. Dak leading that drive there at the end of the game was, I think, beneficial for his confidence. But they sort of are who they are. I think the Dolphins winning that game a little bit ugly on offense, will, and their defense playing really well, will, will bode very well for their confidence in the postseason. What about the Chiefs? Um, maybe if it wasn't for the 49ers-Ravens game last night, we'd be talking about how a team could lose – to another team that didn't complete a pass for the final three quarters of the game. What, I mean, I mean, how does this happen in Kansas city? <laughs> the, 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 Chiefs outscored the Raiders of 14, six, right? Both uh, the Raiders scored, six points, Chiefs scored 14. Um, the Chiefs aren't good. Um, you know, there's many reasons for that. Are they you not know, good? Simple. Good. Or are they just not chiefs? Good. Um, I don't know how you can argue they're even good right now. I mean, they, they can't line up correctly on offense. I mean, like they're doing simple things incorrectly. Can't line up on offense. Um, the don't get the plays all the plays in quick enough. Bad penalty. The second play of the game. Yeah, these plays are scripted. Okay, now not every down and distance, but for the most part, normal down and distances they're scripted. Andy Reid does a great job of it. Second play of the game, they had a broken play. I don't know what happened. Just a broken play. Then they get up seven three. Finally, like it works. Get up seven three force a punt. The first thing you do is this trick play. I've watched this play 25 times now. I have no idea what they were trying to do. None of it makes sense. Fumble, Raiders get the ball back. Interception, Raiders score a touchdown. I mean, they just are not playing good football. Uh, defensively, they're playing well, and then eventually they kind of at the end there broke, and that's what happens. You play defense well for a while, hard to play defense well for 60 minutes, you break at the end. The offense is just a, just a mess. Um, there's many reasons for it. You know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust anyone outside of Kelsey. Kelsey's lost a step this season. No one gets open against man coverage. No one gets open deep. There's The Chiefs wide receiver group has a, a lack of awareness that we have not seen in Kansas City in a long time. They don't understand where to stop in, in the zone. 
They don't understand scramble drill. They don't understand, you know, where to sort of be on the field at any given moment. And Mahomes is used to playing a little bit out of structure where, okay, the route is called for this, but the defense is different. Go kind of find that find the defense. I'll throw you the ball there. They don't have that this season. So it's just a big mess. And, look, we keep saying every week, oh, they'll figure it out next week. They're not going to. This is what they are this year. They'll have a home playoff game, presumably. They win one more game this year. And they're probably going to lose the Bills uh, in, in that game and really have to regroup this offseason and find new wide receivers, uh, maybe find some new offensive coaching, and get ready for 2024. You, you know, it, it's interesting, uh, Jeff, that um, uh, how much we just we, – we talk around the Kelsey thing. I, so here's the question. Is it because he's 34 or is it because of the Taylor Swift thing? I mean, like, I, <laughs> I don't care who comes to your games. Okay, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. It's not that. It's more. It's distract. More distracting to watch than it is. But yeah. he is. He is not as dominant yeah. physically as he had previously been. Yeah. Is it age or is it other stuff? Um. Well, I think what happens with his age is that he entered the season injured. If you remember, he hurt his knee in practice before the Lions game, and so he started the season hurt. And when you get to thirty-four years old, with the amount of snaps that he has played, you enter the season hurt. You're just never going to be a hundred percent. So I think it's very fair to say that that's sort of the cause of this. Now, obviously, you know, having a famous girlfriend, Tony Romo kept calling him his wife. I, I don't, I don't know why, but I mean, like, it's just weird. He's like his wife, and Jim was like, I don't know about that. Um, look, it, it looks worse. Obviously, um, I think there's a part of Travis Kelsey, like all athletes, when we get to a certain age, where they start thinking about the okay. next career move. Yeah. Um, which is not, which is not at all. Again, it's not at all a bad thing. We, we all get to a point of our career. We think about the next thing. And obviously, his podcast is going great. He's very personal. He'll find a, a job immediately when he's done re- in retirement. Do I think that's taking away from his prep each week? No. Do I think his physical prep? No. But you get to a certain point of your career when you're older, when you start thinking about sort of the end, and then of course when things aren't going as well as they are now, you know, obviously the frustration you see from him and Pat is very real because. There's there's no way to get out of the funk. In years past, they've been able to, to get out of it, and they're just not. He's getting double teamed now more than ever before. He's lost a step. I'd imagine he's thinking about again. I don't know when this retirement's going to happen. Maybe three years from now, but I, I guarantee he's thinking about next moves. Again, all athletes do this, not just him. Um, and so I think all those things are happening all at once around a year where he's getting no help. If the Chiefs had two other wide receivers that took away the pressure from Kelsey, I think we wouldn't talk about this at all, but so much attention is on him because he's not getting as open as he has in the past. He's clearly just not as quick as he has been in the past that all the attention is going toward why is this happening now? It's natural. The problem is no one else on his team is helping him pick it up. You know, it's funny that you say that about the wide receivers. Cause I think that's, we've all wanted to know who's going to replace Tyree kill. Have they dropped the ball in figuring out who's going to replace Travis Kelsey, even though he's still on the team? Like, like I don't. Would we be shocked if he walked away after this season completely and said, "All right, I want to go off and do all this other stuff," and now the cupboard's even more bare? I, I just that was the sense that I got last night. Is you spent all this time in trying to find a wide receiver, and maybe Rasheed Rice is that guy, but once Travis Kelsey leaves, it's another security blanket that's gone. So I, I talked about this before the draft last year. 
it was a very tight end heavy draft, and we're seeing it so far with uh, with Laporta obviously having a, a big year in year one. Uh, you know, Kincaid and Buffalo. I mean, there's guys that are you know, Mayor's been hurt in in um, in, in Vegas, but you could see that like they, they had, it was been great tight ends. It was a great year for tight ends. I thought they should have taken a tight end in, in round one instead of a defensive end that hasn't really played very much uh, because I think they should have sort of seen this coming at some point. And the tight end is so important to what Patrick Mahomes does and what the Chiefs offense can be that I thought that was it would have been prudent for them to do that. Now, look, I don't know. That, I haven't looked at the draft class this year. Maybe there's a tight end, but they have to fix wide receiver first. So last year would have been the year that to fix tight end and then go and get yourself uh, you know, a wide receiver this year. But – they, they, they have to do that now. So they can't really draft the tight end early in the draft, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, I think Noah Gray is supposed to be the Kelsey replacement. But let's be fair. Look, there's no replacing Travis Kelsey. Like, you're not going to get a one-for-one. Can you get someone that Mahomes trusts? Yes, but the offense is going to change. You're going to have to have an offense that's more reliant on in-structure plays, right? Like, it's reliant on scheme. And, again, when you have a wide receiver core that can – spread the field apart. Your, your title will be more open, right? Like you, if you get someone else in there, you should have more success if your wide receivers are better. But yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to walk away after this year. I, I don't imagine he'd walk away after a year when he didn't go as well, but I can certainly see that being something he's thinking about next couple of years. Um, the Eagles, they won. Yay. But you know, up two touchdowns, you let the, you let the giants get behind you. You know, you got some, Really bizarre plays. I mean, then Jalen Hurts in the first half. What is he doing? Get out of bounds. Um, do we walk away thinking the Eagles are are better? Are fixed? Are the same? I I, I walk away scratching my head at, the, at why the Eagles aren't aren't better right now. I think same as the Chiefs. Like they are who they are at this point. We've seen sixteen weeks of football, and so the you know the. You look at all these teams through your expectations, right? And, and, and the Eagles set a standard last season of, you know, the, the way that they played the game, right? They won in the trenches. They won with their pass rush. Jalen Hurts was incredible. Remember, he was going to win the MVP before he got hurt. They ran the ball well. He limited mistakes. And this season, we're sort of backtracking into, okay, not, not quite as good up front this season, not rushing the passer as well. Now, defense each year, guys, for the most part, outside of like New England and maybe Pittsburgh, it, it tends to be, it tends to fluctuate, right? Like one year good, one year not as good, one year good again. Like it just so to, to rely on the Eagles' pass rush each and every year to be the thing that they do well, it, it's tough to rely on that. So the mistakes are being made a little bit at a higher fr- uh, frequency. They can't rush the passer as well, and they're allowing obviously a lot of yards after the catch and, and some deep passes. So all those things are happening all at once. It's happened. So they're just not as good this season. They're just not as good. They're not as crisp, not as good on defense, and not as good in the trenches. They're still very good. They're going to finish 13-4, and four, most likely. Arizona and the Giants the last two games. So it's not a terrible season, but the expectations were so high when you look at the way they played last year, the way they lost the Super Bowl, returning most of your team. I think it's very clear that Shane Steichen was a lost offensive coordinator. They had to basically fire their defensive coordinator to go to Matt Patricia a couple weeks ago. So it's just not as crisp. It's not as good. And I came away from that game thinking the same thing I have. Like, they should have blown the Giants out. They're 14 points. The Giants were dead in the water. The Giants benched Tommy DeVito. By the way, marketing Hall of Fame. I mean, he uses 15 minutes of fame to, like, the best of ability of any athlete I've ever seen. Um, and they're just they're not as crisp this season. But, look, the Niners have a little bit of warts. The Lions can't win a game, I don't think, outside with Jared Goff in bad weather and cold weather. 
like everyone sort of has their thing in the NFC. There's no team I feel like I should put money in right now. They're going to win the NFC. Jeff Schwartz, of course, played O-line for eight years. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio's on weekends. He's got his podcast, Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You. Schwartzy, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Happy holidays. Doug Gottlieb, Dan Byer in for Dan and the Danettes here on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. How are we going to look back at the Tommy DeVito era with the Giants? We'll get into that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. That's Dan Patrick's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Did you know the Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card... You have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations 
apply. Dan Byer alongside, so too is our guy Jason Stewart. Um, Jeff Schwartz got into a little bit where genius marketing with the Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. I mean, that thing was fun for 15 minutes, but it literally is over, right? Tyrod Taylor comes in and plays better last last night or yesterday, depending on where you're, you're watching it. But, man, those things, I mean, that is as classic a backup quarterback tale as ever. Where you're like, who is this guy? He stinks. Oh, my God. Then he throws a, he plays good. Like, wait, you know what? We may have a guy better than Daniel Jones. Oh, I love this guy. What? He's Italian? What? He lives in his mom's basement? I love this story. And they're like, eh, DeVito stinks. That's why he was third string quarterback. Yeah, this is, and I, I think there's a bigger story here, Doug. I think that the the story for the Giants, who obviously really didn't have anything to play for, I mean, the first half of the season uh, really couldn't have been worse uh, for for how it started, and it rarely got better. It only got better when Tommy DeVito uh, ended up winning a game against the Washington Commanders. A game, by the way, that Washington turned the football over six times. Okay, so it wasn't the Tommy DeVito success story; it was the Commanders not holding on to the football. And the crazy thing about this, and this is why I just I think it's interesting. The Giants were better last night with Terod Taylor in a, in a quarterback, right? It was yes, pretty obvious. Because Terod Taylor is better than Tommy DeVito. Correct. Yes. Then why wasn't Terod Taylor starting against the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago when he came off of IR? Why wasn't he starting against the New Orleans Saints? Why wasn't he starting against the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday? Well, I mean, obviously, if we don't know when he comes off of IR, we didn't, we don't know how healthy he was. Right? He was the he was the backup. He was the backup in. These I understand. Two games. I understand. Yeah. Again, but like, I, I'll just. I mean, I would assume at first it was he wasn't healthy, and then it's like, are we going to pull this kid when he's playing well? Uh, but it's it's the old what water finds its level, and I think that's my that's my fear with the Brock Purdy thing. Is, is it's not going to be like the the Devito thing where you can't play him, but it's the lots of we've seen a lot of different NFL quarterbacks give us a half year, a year. Sometimes um, we've seen unbelievable year long performances, and then people figure them out. You know, it's the ability to do it. What makes Pat Mahomes great is not all the comeback wins or any of the Super Bowls. It's since he's been the starting quarterback, they've never finished their season any earlier than the AFC Championship game. It's a level of consistency, right? And, I mean, that was the thing with, with Brady is, yeah, the Patriots were never, he was, they were never bad, ever. Yes, you could say, well, the division was this, the division, it doesn't matter. If they play a first-place schedule every year, they were never bad, ever. And so that's, you bring up a good point. I don't know, I haven't tracked exactly. I would guess it's because, they thought he's playing well. You play out the string, the, and this is this is part of the this is where I think the the catch is. The numbers weren't bad enough to pull him. Okay, they he he played all right. He didn't turn the football over. He against New England they were they were gifted a lot. New England turned the ball over three times. Packers were a mess on special teams in the, in that. But hey, he had seventy one yards rushing. I think the Giants completely played into this hype because on what planet is Tommy DeVito the better option than Terod Taylor? And I don't think I don't think that that planet exists. 
And that's where I think for a team that probably would benefit from losing, uh, why not play into it? I mean, it was a story. I mean, like, truly, it took over the NFL for, for a week or two. Was it at the expense of maybe winning football games? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe they don't beat the Saints, but they were a heck of a lot better against the, you know, with, with Taylor and last night against the Eagles than with DeVito. They win That's, the game if he plays the whole game. <laughs> I mean, maybe so. And DeVito was awful when he first came in, but it wasn't his fault because he was, you know, thrown into the to, thrown to the Wolves. Um, had a nice stretch there. The rating is high. The yardage isn't enormous. It's just the point of I feel that the Giants just leaned into it maybe a little bit more because of the story, because of what was going on. When you had Sarad Taylor available, maybe he would have been the better option if you wanted to win football games. I think it's totally fair. It's, it's totally fair. But, but heck, I bought in the story. I love the story. Yeah, we all did. It was impossible not to like this story. It's just like it's impossible not like the break, Brock Purdy story. Or we saw Taylor Heineke play play pretty well for the Falcons, right? They got a big win over the weekend. It's like, man, Taylor Heineke, I loved him when he was with Washington. Like, why did they ever get rid of him? You know, but those guys, and there's different levels of ceiling. Heineke played well. And I remember watching him in the playoffs against Tom Brady, even when they shook hands. Like, Tom Brady's like 6'5 and good looking. Taylor Heineke's like 5'11. He comes up, I'm a Mr. Mr. Brady. Can I shake this, your hand? This was the whole, hey, DeVito. This <laughs> yes. is what, that's what that was all about, though. Of that course. was a whole other level. It was Jersey. It made yeah, sense. Yeah. No question. No in a question. lost season, I think they found value, and that's why they continue to stick with him. That, that, that's fair. Coming up next on the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio, how the Raiders beat the Chiefs. We'll get to that next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.